Hi everyone, welcome to your mindful hour. I'm your host, Melissa Marks. I interview people of different walks of life who are incorporating meditation into their lives. Today on the show, I have the honor of speaking with Amber LaFrance. She is the creative genius and CEO behind Culture Hype, a PR and marketing firm for creatives. We will learn how Amber got her unique introduction, or shall I say intervention, into meditation. And then we will do something a little different today. Amber, in full disclosure, is a client and she has agreed to a coaching session here on today's episode. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for being here, having yourself on. I'm very, very grateful <laughs> that you're here. You're one of my favorite peeps in in the Dallas oh, area. Yeah, I'm super excited to dive in a little bit. And today's podcast will be very different. And we'll talk a little bit about that in a moment. But before we get into some of the new, more unexpected facets of the podcast today. How about we start mm-hmm. with you telling us about you? Okay. Um, so my name is Amber LaFrance. I am a 30, almost 31-year-old um, marketing and PR guru, I will call it. I own a marketing and PR agency called Culture Hype here in Dallas focused on creative marketing and PR. So we serve the creative community, music, um, musicians, fashion designers, visual artists, um, creative events. And then we also have more corporate clients who want to play with the creatives and come up with different types of marketing solutions. Um, I've been doing this for 10 years now. Uh, I've had my agency for six and a half years. Um, And I got into it because I couldn't live without music and I've always been a creative heart. Those are my people. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Man, when you, when you say just your age and how long you've been doing this, it's so incredible. And if, and if this was a different show, <laughs> I would be all about, okay, tell us about how that started, more of the entrepreneurial aspects of you because there's, there's a lot there and a, a huge backstory to the fact that you are who you yeah. are doing what you're doing, but that is not our show. <laughs> My focus of our nope. show is going to be a little different, but just know that it is truly incredible. And I love the fact that you are owning the guru part because you are. And a guru is someone who takes someone from a place of darkness to a place of light. So just 
illuminating a path for for somebody in any given area. And I know that you do that with your clients and help educate them on everything that goes on in, in that world of PR and marketing, which is a lot. It is. Well, and just making sure that people who are creatives, whether they're like me and want to work in this field or my actual clients have a place to shine and they can feel heard. Um, I'm a former dancer, so that's kind of like how I got into this whole thing. But um, yeah, I'm really excited to be on and talk about my journey and how we know each other and all that good stuff. Yes. And and with that, why don't we why don't we go straight there? Just tell us about your introduction to meditation, Amber. <laughs> um, kind of a As funny story, laugh. which <laughs> which usually is with me. Um, this is like one of those moments where I like if you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, I definitely like hear the song in the background when I have moments like this <laughs> where I'm like, How did these things happen to me? Um but at the time, uh, I was dating someone who really liked surprising me, and it was my, my birthday. I think this was, what was it, two years ago or yeah. two years ago? I think Probably. so. Yeah. Because um, it's almost my birthday again. So, yeah, it was almost exactly two years ago. Um, and being an entrepreneur and also I've worked for other people and kind of try to juggle that simultaneously, I've always had an issue with balance (laughs) and um, it was my birthday and my boyfriend at the time had surprised me with like what I, I had no idea where I was going. He would kind of just like take me on random adventures. Like one time he dropped me off at a spa or like something like that. It was pretty amazing. And um, especially because I didn't have to think about what I was doing that day, but he told me to wear yoga pants and to dress comfortable and so I was in yoga pants and like a baseball hat I think and like a t-shirt and he drops me off at this place which was mastermind um which used to be obviously as you know like an actual studio and is right next to zen 22 the spin place that we always went to um I had no idea what it was he just dropped me off and told me like hey wear comfortable clothes you'll be here for like half an hour and I was like okay and <laughs> okay. I walked in and I was like, oh, this is like a meditation space because one, I hadn't seen anything like that in Dallas and there wasn't anything like that. And I was always curious, like what was going in next to Zen when I would go take spin class. Mm-hmm. So he dropped me off and um, kind of like an intervention, I like to call it, where he was like, hi, you're stressed. And you need some balance in your life because you're a workaholic and you put a lot into what you do. So let's like just drop you off here. I always get so I ended image. up loving it. <laughs> when you tell that story though, I get this funny image in my head where he like barely, and I mean, I know this is not what happened, but in my head, <laughs> I see him like driving up and then like barely <laughs> slowing down and like kicking you out of the car. And he's like, bye, see you in 30 minutes. You know, he it's doesn't like a rolling door. He's yeah, just right? like, get out. <laughs> Good luck. See oh my ya. God. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. Like, cause I was like trying to guess what we were doing. I was like, am I going to spin class? Cause I feel like I should be wearing something different if I'm going to spin class. Um, so, so I ended us- up walking in yeah. And I loved it. Uh, I definitely was like out of my element for sure. Like I've taken yoga and I had never meditated before, although I have read a lot about it, um, especially when it comes to like meditation and entrepreneurship and like brain health. And so I remember Dorsey actually, who was teaching the class, Dorsey Standish, she was like, 
she remembers how like clueless I looked and how I just like walked in a baseball hat and like sat in the back and I was like, Oh, what am I doing? <laughs> but I ended up loving it. And I do, I did what I sometimes do, which is that I function in extremes <laughs> where I meditated like for 180 days straight and like bought like a workshop package like intro to mindfulness I bought like I went on like an Amazon book binge so I like really like immersed myself in it to the point where like I was talking about it in that intro to mindfulness class that I took which was I think a six-week class and one of my classmates was like whoa that's like a lot of books you just bought and I was like I know I just this is how I am like I'm like in or I'm out like I'm all (laughs) so that's kind of how I found mindfulness and I started reading a bunch and studying it and taking a lot of classes in it originally I think it was for you know anxiety and just in general like balancing myself and yeah kind of how it all happened (laughs) yes and so that is with I mean pretty obviously like if I think if anyone that listens or knows me knows that I am still a teacher with mastermind and certainly was at the time and that's where I got to meet you and know you so that's certainly where we we you know began our our friendship and um getting to know each other so tell us what it's been like since since you're a kind of all in or all in or nothing kind of person has it been a struggle <laughs> to keep that kind of intensity if you will with it and what's it sort of been like has it have have you found a balance with it or do you sometimes struggle with incorporating it into your life what's it been like I mean I definitely I still read a lot of self-help books although instead of being so intense about it and studying like mindfulness and brain health I try to like break it up so like every other book I (laughs) read like something a little bit lighter hearted like Mm -hmm. I'm reading like basically the rom-com equivalent of a book right now just to like turn my brain off so I'm trying to balance you know that intensity when it comes to like studying that kind of thing and like being I tend to be a little hard on myself and so I would be like if I missed a day I would be like very judgmental Mm. um and so I'm trying to just give myself like be a little kinder with myself um although I did just start a 21 day uh challenge so I can like restart the regular habit because I've been doing it and going to restorative yoga classes and doing it and also doing it at home but not as often as I would like to um I think especially with it being like a busy season for me and having to be in like a TV segment in the morning and do what I do for work it can be hard for me to always fit into my morning routine but um I'm really trying to be more deliberate about that because I do know um, that it's very important to not just my overall well-being, but like making sure that my brain is functioning at the level that it needs to with all of the things I have coming up and just giving myself some balance. Mm -hmm. So one last question with this, what do you most notice when you're either on your practice or when you have some kind of lapse like what's the main thing that you notice about either your work performance or your life or what have you 
Um, I will say I can be very reactive to people. Um, and so when I am practicing regularly, um, it makes it easier to like balance all of the personalities that are coming at me Mm -hmm. constantly. Cause I do have like my team of employees and then my clients and like, um, my friends and all these people and like reporters who I'm working with. So it's a lot of personalities at once and you're trying to please all of them at the same time. So I've found that when I'm not practicing, I get really easily thrown off with like how someone feels and it affecting me. So I think the main thing I've gotten from it lately is that there's always like that common ground to go back to and really just having like, it helps with, my sense of self and just being more grounded yeah, and not let it, letting everyone affect me so much. Yes. Excellent. I love, I love hearing that. That's awesome. Well, okay. So with this interview piece, <laughs> I could ask you a lot more questions and I know it'd be very, very interesting, but we're going to take a, a, a pause on that and we're going to switch okay. Here's to our hummus segment, and then we're going to do a surprise segment for those listening. That surprise segment's coming after the hummus. So, Amber, my dear, why don't you introduce for Hummus Among Us what hummus we're eating, because this is your favorite hummus. I'm eating, um, it's Sabra, I think is how you say it. Mm -hmm. And my favorite is the supremely spicy hummus. Somehow it's tastes totally different than the regular hummus I don't know what they put in it but it has like a lot of the red stuff in the middle which oh, is what I think yeah. yeah no I was actually <laughs> full disclosure I uh I dug into this the other day because I'm hungry <laughs> this is what what I had do you like spicy fo- food though <laughs> you know what to some extent, like if it's very, very hot, like uh, we had uh, Holly with Lev, you know, the musician. Yeah. He likes um, uh, sriracha all over it. And so I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I was putting it all over. And that was a bit hot <laughs> for me. But this is, I'm going to open it up. So, okay, for everybody listening that, that doesn't like the sound of chewing, we're probably about 30 seconds <laughs> doing so if that is uncomfortable to you please just take a slight pause and we'll come back but the to answer your question it's I like the level of spice here I can handle it and when I was looking at the well, you can like dip into it you don't have to like totally like I would not scoop a whole thing of that spicy stuff yeah no kidding I That's... like to kind of savor it and then like take tiny bits off of that so I always have them in every bite. Okay, well, <laughs> let's go ahead and dig in, and I'm going to try to do it in that fashion. I always like to get the full experience. So again, if you're listening, don't like chewing, we're about to chew. <laughs> and I have pretzel chips today, so it's about to be real. Mmm. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's delicious. You know, I'm. This is why I like this segment because I've definitely had Sabra hummus before. It's almost kind of like the hum when hummus became, I guess, a thing. That, yeah, if that mean, mean yeah makes any sense. It seemed like Sabra 
Nation was kind of like the dominating hummus out there. Like it was everywhere. They're so like leading leading the marketing like hummus push. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> right. Probably their, their campaign or something. <laughs> right. You kind of think this, I mean, most people, I think, I mean, I could be totally wrong, but if you're, if you've had hummus, store-bought hummus, it's most likely been Sabra. And so with we have so many different flavors too. Yeah. So I have never had the supremely spicy. Again, I probably wouldn't gravitate to that. So this this is why I like doing this segment because I get to try new hummus. And so thank you. And I actually like it a lot and would get it again. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a hummus girl for sure. Do you ever deviate from this or is this like, like mm. this is what you get all the time? I mean... At Whole Foods, if I'm at Whole Foods doing like, because I'll go to a regular grocery store and then I'll go to Whole Foods to get certain things, they don't have it. So I might end up picking up like a different one. It's definitely my favorite one. And I kind of am a creature of habit, like when it comes to eating. So I'll just have a bunch of my favorite restaurants and I'll have one thing at each restaurant that I really like <laughs> and just go back to each of them for the same thing. Oh, so I usually just buy the same hummus over and over. I'm the same way too. I'm like the Steve Jobs of like, you know, of like <laughs> totally. Food. If I don't have to think about it, I know I like it. It's yeah, it's right there. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. All right, Girlio. So here's here's what we're doing now. It, you and I. So we, as as we spoke about, we met at Mastermind, and one of the things I do is meditation coaching, mindfulness coaching, um, background and as a counselor. And so um, I've had the honor and privilege of getting to work with you as a client. And this is uh, in full disclosure and disclosure that you've agreed to. I'm not just saying this. (laughs) Um, You and I have talked about what's about to happen. So what we're going to do now is really shift gears to a coaching call and so this next piece is, I'm told Amber, and I, I believe this myself, is not really at all caring about podcast quality or, or what have you. It's not about that. It's just really staying present for you as a client of mine and just listening to you today and seeing where we can take um, your session to benefit you to the highest degree. So we're making a sharp turn into the world of mindfulness coaching. Yeah. With that said, Amber, um, do you want to say anything about that or should we just kind of launch in the way we normally would? Um, I mean, I'm excited. I definitely, I personally love when people, coach or give advice on podcasts I listen to lots of different things so um this is very fun for me (laughs) oh cool yay well you were awesome to be a great guinea pig and open to that so okay the way you and I normally start a session the way I normally start a session is let's go ahead and take a second to set an intention for our time together so with that Mm -hmm. Amber If you can, if you've got like hummus in your lap, just putting anything (laughs) aside, 
letting yourself be free, unencumbered. And let's take a moment to close the eyes, connect with the breath. If you'd like, you can place one hand on your heart center and the other hand on your belly. And let's begin by taking several nice big belly breaths here at your own pace. You can count to four as you breathe in and counting to four as you breathe out. Feeling the palms against the body as the breath moves through the body. And we're telling the body that we are safe here with these longer, deeper breaths. Allowing now, after the last deep exhalation, a return to your normal breathing, placing the hands back in the lap. And still with the eyes closed now, just connecting to whatever the normal breathing feels like right now. Feeling the whole body breathing, connecting with your seat, with your feet on the ground, your back against the chair, really coming into the body. And I invite you now, Amber, to connect to the way you want to feel at the end of our session today. Asking yourself if there is an area you want to gain more clarity on And stating this in the form of an intention. So quietly to yourself now, connecting with your intention for today's call. And whenever the moment feels right, Amber, just allowing yourself to come out of this brief meditation and just taking your time, letting me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Okay. Well, so tell me what's been going on, what's happening, and did you have any clarity here in the intention process? Um, what came to me was something I've really been thinking about lately as my business grows and as it's turning into like something 
amazing that I wouldn't have even imagined. Um, I think it, I, my intention uh, that I was thinking about was stepping into my purpose and like my vision for like why I'm here and what I do Um, and seeing the bigger picture and really not being afraid of stepping into my like true potential. Mm. Okay. So deepening your sense of purpose and connection to why you do what you do. Is that, is mm-hmm. that what you said? There was one word that kind of cut off for me. Okay. okay. Yeah. And then I mm-hmm. think my, my challenge sometimes is um, making sure that I don't uh, self-sabotage because I somehow like, or some like voice in the back of my head is like, well, can you really do what you're trying to do that big? And so not throwing myself short with what I know, like I'm able to do versus like that crazy voice in the back of your head that tries to doubt your, doubt yourself. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. So it's those two voices, right? One being your connection to purpose, perhaps um, your deeper why, the confidence that you know what you're doing versus those moments where another voice comes in that is, as you said, the self-sabotaging voice where it's doubting Mm -hmm. whether you're, uh, you know, is that really real? And, uh, you know, can you really do that? So is that, is that what you're, what you're up against, if you will? Yeah, that's been my main, the main thing I've been dealing with lately, because I think my purpose is very large. And like, then sometimes I'm like, then back in my head, I'm like, oh my God, like, you're crazy. Like, you know, um, just not feeling enough for that purpose that I know is there. And I know I'm like starting to really step into when it comes to my career, which is also like my passion and, you know, my life. Okay. So here, let's, let's kind of take it one, one thing at a time. So in terms of the connection to the purpose, when you're in a, just a a good place, you know, feeling real, Mm -hmm. just everything's good. And we've talked a lot about flow state and just kind of connected and all of that stuff. Do you believe in this bigger purpose, this, this, as you said, it's this large mission of, of what you're here to do. You you believe this, right? You know, this to be true. Oh, definitely. Okay. Definitely. When I get in the, yeah, when I get in the flow state, I'm like, oh my God, this is all working together so perfectly. Like, this is what I meant to do type stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So let's, let's imagine that for, for our purposes today, that, if you were to imagine a circle, right? And then in the the center Mm -hmm. of the circle is you, okay? You are centered Mm -hmm. right in the center, okay? And that's your connection to your higher purpose and that that knowing sense that you have a gift and you're here to serve others and share that gift. And as you were saying in the very beginning of the call to bring light and opportunity to musicians, talented artists, people who don't get a platform and a voice. So you have a big purpose, okay? And you're clearly connected to that and have plenty of moments, connected moments where you you live from that place, right? And so we're going to consider mm-hmm. that that little dot in the centers, like really living from that place. 
Now, imagine that in the center of that circle, you see these spokes coming out from the center of the circle, much like a wheel, like the spokes of a wheel, or I guess it can look like a pie chart, right? So all of these these darting out lines could be considered different thoughts, right? Different, Different beliefs, different things that can potentially take us out of and off of our center. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. one of these could be this, as you said, self-sabotaging, or perhaps it's, you know, we can call it a limiting belief, right? Mm-hmm. It's a belief that you're not w- who you think you are, right? That's what, mm-hmm. that's what, so let's just pretend that one of those, those spokes that's coming off the center, it's, it's trying to get your attention. It's, it's, it's saying, hi, come, come come with me. And because there's probably pain associated with some of that, some unhealed wounding, right? It's, it's a very emotional mm-hmm. thought. And so there's two things with that. There's an opportunity to heal past wounding because that's where, that's where it has its power. It's, it's taking you in and it's taking you away from your center. So before you're just flowing, you're right in the center, you're doing you, life is good. And boom, there's that, there's that spoke. And then it, it, imagine it kind of like grabbing your hand and it's like, come on, come on, we're go- you're coming with me. It's hijacked you. Mm-hmm. It's taken the wheel and you were there, you had the wheel and you were in the center and it was good. And then boom. That thought comes and it's like imagining getting further and further and further away from the center again. Okay. So then you're potentially, right? One could get really far away from the center. Sometimes Mm -hmm. when we notice this is at any point we can realize, oh, wow, I'm, I'm not that far down from the center. I can come back to the center pretty easily through my breathing, you know, through reframing. But it's, it's kind of like the question is, you know, how often do the thoughts come and then how much are they taking over the wheel, so to speak, and taking you far from your place of centeredness? Mm-hmm. What's your experience with it? Like ha- ha- when they come up kind of like, do you, do you feel hijacked? Do you feel like, okay, wait, I'm, I can observe you. Like kind of walk me through what your experience is when we get one of these self-sabotaging spoke thoughts, if you will. Um, usually like, well, at least lately it's when I get like a project that's totally perfect for me, but because it's so big, um, much bigger than what I've done before I start to like I get all excited and then the client gets excited and then I sign it (laughs) and then afterwards I have this moment of like oh my god (laughs) but can I actually like pull that off so I get almost like doubtful of myself even though clearly they've signed on to this for a reason and it is perfect for me but I think um it's a little bit like I definitely get where it like grabs your hand and takes you in a direction because sometimes it's like it feels almost like an emotional roller coaster where I'm like yes and then I'm like oh no and I just like get carried away with like anxious thoughts sometimes okay. um mm-hmm. so that yeah it, it, okay good it 
here's the moment of mindfulness. The moment of mindfulness is the awareness of the thought processing that's happening. So in the first instance, I noticed something. There was the thought that this is so big, right? I, I'm going to gently question you there, right? Uh, on that mm-hmm. assumption, right? That's that's the first little opening that that the limiting belief has. It's telling you that it's this really big thing, which, I mean, I get we're always growing and there's new opportunities, mm-hmm. but this, this idea that it's really big is part of where you start to fall in, it sounds like, into this idea that, oh, it's so big and therefore dot, 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 it can't be done, right? Yeah. So the more I like it, more, more money than I would normally charge, then I'm like, oh God. And then it's like a whole self-worthiness thing from like old past stories that creeps in. Good. I'm so glad you're aware of these things. So, so here again with the with the spokes of the wheel, there's different ones that maybe are coming at simultaneously or at different intervals. Maybe one of them is about a money belief, right? Oh, you know, this mm-hmm. is a lot of money, and and you know, am I worthy of this money? I or I've never made this money before. Can I, you know, can I do it? So, noticing that these are old old patterns. These are just old patterns of, of limiting belief. And again, opportunity there to heal because there's probably some pain associated with, with each of these and they have their Mm -hmm. power because they've just allowed, they've been allowed to kind of operate, you know, at least in the background. So Let's not touch too much on the deeper healing part for today, but just in the interest Mm -hmm. of time, these things don't have to be self-sabotaging as you, as you mentioned in the beginning, self-sabotaging. Self-sabotaging is when we, it's only self-sabotaging if we're acting in accordance with it. It's just a thought, really. Mm -hmm. It happens to be a limiting thought. But that hovering of awareness, that centeredness and that awareness that, oh, here it is. This is the moment where there's a spoke coming off of my center and it's wanting to take me down with it. Where we put our attention is where our energy goes. Where we're focusing is where our energy is going. So mm-hmm. that's the moment, just the awareness and observation of the limiting thought is enough, coupled with your attention to your breath, to come back to that center, that little dot in the center of the circle, which is a place you know well. You know that place. Mm-hmm. Now I totally get that. And I thought about where those thoughts come from and I think just acknowledging that it's like an old story that's creeping back in Mm -hmm. rather than like getting caught into that like spiral of anxiety that goes on in your brain (laughs) I think so I think knowing that it's an old pattern that I'm like Mm -hmm. okay well that's happening again Mm -hmm. and exactly I think sometimes when we go further along in the spoke it, it will it will create a whole new narrative of like, well, 
like you're truly going down a rabbit hole, right? And if you're still, (laughs) right? But it's like, if you're still in the spoke energy, it'll confuse you and it'll be like, well, where does this come from? And it'll take you into all these different, you know, Mm -hmm. side thoughts about it. But if it's rooted in one of those spokes, it's, it's all maladaptive and usually not cathartic and not useful. Where you want the awareness and the healing opportunity, you're going to have to have the perspective of the center. The center allows you then to observe that spoke, that line of thought mm-hmm. and feeling. And it's from that vantage point, from the center, that you can observe and heal that spoke. You can't heal the spoke from being in the spoke, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So for so for you, here's the. I mean, you know, here's the homework: is noticing it, noticing. Aha! This is a spoke. Okay, this is not me from the center. Mm -hmm. This is a spoke, and my way of dealing with it is to connect with my breath. Always the breath. Always, always, always the breath. Five good deep breaths. That will usually be enough to come back to the center. And then you observe from the center. What is this voice telling me today? You know, what, what is the message that is coming to me? Is there an opportunity for me to create a new pattern, a new habit, and ultimately to love a part of me that perhaps needs it? Mm-hmm. definitely it's like talking to your own um what do they say like talking to your own like inner child or whatever <laughs> yes very much very much very much and yeah. in a more kind way <laughs> yes yes exactly yeah and noticing who is at the wheel you know, you know, if, if, if the old wounding is driving the bus, then, oh Lord, you know, then we're really off from the center. If your centered part is driving the bus, it can include all of the spokes and wrap them in a warm hug of, of awareness and, and love. Because ultimately it's about entering into a new place and, um, a connected place and and really working through some of that stuff so that it doesn't have to have control over you. So the first step is what you're doing, which is acknowledging it and um, becoming aware of it. So the deepening practice would be m- more awareness as it's coming up in the moment. And you know, I don't know how typically, I mean, if you could think about this, like how, how long do you think you're hijacked? You know, it's like kind of average time that this happens. Do you use it minutes? Is it hours? Is it off and on for days? Or like kind of how does it usually play out? Um, it kind of depends on the loftiness of the thing that I am <laughs> dealing with usually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, and it also depends on whether or not, like, sometimes I'll, like, put off a certain thing because I know it will start that project. 
which is the I think the sabotaging piece of it because I'm like intimidated by it which makes literally no sense because I just like got all excited and sold it and it's perfect for me um so it kind of depends on I guess the like what it is that I'm trying to take on um and also like the person that I'm working with like Mm -hmm. I might feel comfortable with someone who I know like a little bit better um, and have worked with before, even if it is a big project, because like, I know how they work and I know like um, how they like to interact with me and stuff like that. Um, If that makes sense, it's like, Mm -hmm. I know that person's personality. So I know that working together will be like a pleasant experience Um, and that they do like also know, like believe in my, purpose in life which is like why they're ultimately hiring me mm-hmm. so okay. if they get it then I feel more comfortable in my last order <laughs> but if I'm like I don't know this person that well do they get it okay okay so let's consider that those are some more detailed spokes from that center mm-hmm. right those are I mean another way of saying that is potential triggers you know there's certain things oh, yeah. that, that potentially can throw you off your center. And it almost sounds like, again, I heard the word lofty, you know, he said, depending upon how lofty the, you know, the thing is. And so I heard that word again. So I, I really also, the other piece of homework would be just to understand or notice when you are assigning a value like that to things, because really if in, in, at the end of the day, isn't everything big in a way or everything is little in a way it's everything is honestly the same if you're bringing a hundred percent of who you are to any of the things you're doing right then that's Mm -hmm. big but then everything is big yeah definitely so so just I think probably not labeling it as big or putting so much like pressure on it or weight to it will probably help from the beginning. I think that's my (laughs) hunch too. I think that that's the beginning of the self-sabotage is this this notion that this is big. So then therefore, dun, 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 you know, I could fall. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, like fear of of failure stuff, you know, that creeps in. So I totally get that. It's like by labeling it, as lofty or big or like major I'm almost like tapping into that spoke or that trigger just Mm -hmm. by like using that label yeah exactly okay so since we're running near time what what's important for you what are what's any key takeaway for you or anything that you're gonna be looking at in the coming week Um, I think I'm gonna meditate on, like, my vision and my purpose and, like, really stepping into that. I've also been, um, doing some of those meditations you told me about, um, like, healing meditations Mm -hmm. on Insight Timer. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when I'm not doing that type of stuff, I've been trying to, like, tap into what we talked about which is like my flow state and something that comes easily to me um 
by like making fun, creative fashion choices because I love fashion. And so doing that has actually helped me when it comes to like meetings and like interviews or like just feeling like good because mm-hmm. uh, I'm like a visual representation of like the creativity that I'm trying to support mm-hmm. and like help flourish. Um, but also it's like where I feel comfortable. So it makes me feel like authentic and like in my power. I think so that's that, really helped a lot. Those are, those are great. And, you know, the other thing that just kind of hit me right now as something to consider as well is thinking about the whole client journey as a, a process where you are always checking in with yourself through that journey where are you coming from are you coming from the center you know because it sounds like you know it's especially say like with a new client you land um a new big quote in quotation marks we're gonna (laughs) stop doing that but anyway like a, a new client and then then you know you're you're feeling great you're excited and then you know that the old pattern would come kind of right after that. Like, okay, right mm-hmm. after that is where I, my potential trigger is. It's like, okay, now that I have it, now I'm now all the all the all the spokes are starting to come out. So being yeah. pr- proactive with that and and coaching yourself even before you're you're even at that part in the cycle with that client, that like you're so self-aware that you're taking really good care of yourself near the close of a deal, right? Because you know, Mm -hmm. like that's, that's leading into that next thing where you've got to be, again, a really good sound mind and um, heart and soul and connected and all of that. So just preparing your body and your mind for the journey that that happens mm-hmm. at that that specific part in the client um, journey that you have. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I've also been journaling on like uh, like abundance and like that the universe, you know, is sending me like abundance and like energy through clients and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't know, just a bigger picture, like. Um, and I think that's been helping a lot too, like, like in the mornings, like setting that, like writing that down. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think like making sure I protect my energy and I've been better about that lately where I'm like, oh, I know this is going to be like a big day or a busy week, or this is, you know, I'm working on a project this week that's really important to me, or am I be slightly intimidated by it and I'm trying to like be better about like self-care and like reading and taking baths and like exercising and stuff because I know they'll need that type of support like what oh, you're saying that's great yeah well no you're doing re- you're doing all, a lot of things really really well this was all just little fine-tuning on some of these specific things but overall Amber you're doing awesome and yeah, if that visual is helpful at all about being in the center mm-hmm. of, of the circle and then noticing when those other things creep in and, and reminding yourself, okay, how do I connect back to the center? And you've got all those different tools to do that. 
and that i mean that's your task is is finding a way to to come back to that place and then observe and then go from there so awesome work you're doing great thank you yeah well okay girlie. thanks for having me on and oh, coaching yeah. me and letting me be your getting pig <laughs> oh no i know well yeah this was this was fun i mean this is like really what i most enjoy um in terms of all of this what i do so yeah thank you for letting me uh experiment with with you on this and who knows maybe this will be like the new thing right or more of a regular yeah. thing. i think that would be pretty cool well i thank you my dear appreciate you hope you have an amazing thank you yeah amazing rest of the day and week and then um you can just holler at me when you want to do your next session okay okay sounds good well thanks i'll talk to you soon then okay thank you bye listening today I sincerely appreciate it and would love to hear what you thought please either leave a comment or message me please also subscribe and share this episode with others if you feel moved to do so I will see you back in a couple of weeks with a new guest and a new perspective on the meditation experience till then love yourself and love others thank you